0: Come on, man, get some jive though. Be cool. Shake it, but don't break it. Yes. Hey, man, how do I look? You look sharp, Mr. I feel sharp. You hear? I feel like it's turn around midnight. You dig? Honestly. Oh, no, get down. Get down. Feeling good. Feeling fine. Feeling real fine. Hey, it. just loosen up those hip sugar. All you biting got a tight ass. Yeah, get that ass moving there.
1: And this Uganda. woman is not Heather Locklear. No. It's like I have thought my <laughs> entire life. You're like,
0: I'm pretty sure this is Heather Locklear I like, what? No, it's not. It's. Hanging up, hanging <laughs> Hang out, people, family. Oh, it's suddenly just it a fun... Uh, yeah. When yeah. he goes out there and... It's his... the most
1: acceptable blackface ever. Oh, okay. gosh. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> all right. It's so <laughs> many words. It's so many words. It's hanging it out. Hanging out. Hanging out with my family. And it takes out all those kiosks and all the sunglass huts and... and all the cool. shops. All the shops, all the pack suns and everything. <laughs> and... <laughs> hey guys welcome back to mixed movie reviews this is a bi-weekly biracial podcast where we as siblings get together roast discuss and talk about movies from when we grew up i will be your conductor today singleton (laughs) and i am here with my brother taylor Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was about to say like nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And Isabel. Hey, what's up guys? Uh, if you like what we're doing here, please leave us a review on Google, Apple podcast and Spotify. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at mixed movie reviews. We also have a shop now where you can check out all the cool merch from red bubble at MMR podcast. You can get some cool stickers, shirts, mugs, posters, anything you want to put some of our sweet artwork on. And keep around your house. Or Hell you can yeah. give as gifts. Or gifts. Or gifts. Like I just said. Gifts. Not gifts. A, gift a gif. Or a gifts. Or gifts. As some people say. <laughs> <laughs> so this week uh, was my choice. And I chose the 1976 movie Silver Streak. Hell yeah. This week's episode we're discussing the 1976 movie Silver Streak. Hell yeah. It was my choice. I remember growing up and just like a couple other movies that are completely quotable in our families. This is one of them. Um, and this is one of the few movies that I remember in our household that I was able to watch, allowed to watch that really dealt with race relations. Mm-hmm. Like I, like yes. it was just out there in the open. Right. Oh yeah. Um, and for good reason, uh, Richard Pryor is in it as, um, uh, Grover. He's a thief. But he kind of brings everything, you know, brings up these subjects Mm -hmm. as he used to as a stand-up comic. Oh yeah, yep. It also uh, stars Gene Wilder, and a lot of people out there will know him from as uh, Mister Wonka from Willy Wonka.
0: (laughs) No, stop! Don't. (laughs) No stop.
1: (laughs) Also, Patrick McGowan and Ned Beatty. Ned Beatty was most memorable for playing Otis. which is like the the bumbling henchmen for Lex Luthor in the original Superman movies. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, a couple other actors here: uh, Scatman Crothers, and I remember first seeing him as a hollering from The Shining. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm. Yeah.
0: I just. Yeah. He's definitely the not as funny. The Shining definitely freaked me out in, in that, that movie as mm-hmm. he is in this movie. No. no, no, it's no. A little more serious. <laughs> He's a, little, he's a little funny he's like he wants some ice cream and you're like I'm good <laughs> I'm good
1: and also Richard Keel who played Jaws in um, a Bond movie Moonraker a Bond movie was, well no Moonraker <laughs> it was yeah. Moonraker yeah Moonraker I'm sorry I just, I just put Bond movie oh well actually he's in another movie before that but I it doesn't fucking matter yeah.
0: freaking James Bond nerd <laughs> 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 yeah I don't even
1: call out the movie and you're like whatever the first movie is it doesn't really matter anymore. <laughs> But I'm glad I berated you for that. Sorry. Yeah. But a lot of people will recognize him as uh, Mr. Larson from Happy Gilmore. (laughs) Yeah. You can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot.
0: (laughs) Oh, Oh my my God. God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That jacket belongs to Mr. Gilmore. And he just starts, like, lumbering. (laughs)
0: That would be a terrifying man coming at you. Fucking (laughs) seven foot tall. Yeah. Yes. Giant.
1: So... This was made for a whopping total of six point five million dollars. I didn't check what the conversion rate was because it was entirely shot in Canada.
0: Oh, okay. Even so though probably it's supposed not that much. To, yeah. Even <laughs> though it's supposed to
1: be a trip from uh Los Angeles to Chicago. Yeah. Yep. All in Canada. Just
0: every once in a while you hear someone say hey. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> <"Hey."> <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> We're a boot to the next city. <laughs> whoa, you're whoa, whoa. Like, wait, wait, wait. Whoa, wait, whoa. Wait. whoa,
1: whoa. No offense to any uh <laughs> Canadian brothers and sisters out there. We love you. We love you. <laughs> we love you. You have great bacon. <laughs> you just talk funny, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> you just talk funny, that's all. <laughs> But made for 6.5, to date made about 50, so it's kind of a slow burn on opening weekend. It was a little bit of a flop, but it ha- did have those heavy-hitting actors for yeah, the time. I'm, I'm, um, the director was Arthur Hiller, who did a lot of stuff back in the day, um, for all of our older crowd out there, you can r- recognize him from Gunsmoke and the Rifleman from the Ooh, 50s and 60s. The 60s Rifleman. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <Ooh. laughs> and then, uh, like, Carpool and National Lampoon's Pucked which no. was in 2006. It had like Bon Jovi. Yeah. <laughs> I no worry. idea. John
0: bon Jovi. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Definitely wasn't into those type of no. movies around that time period.
1: But then another movie that he directed, which was around the house, was The In-Laws with uh, Peter Falk mm, from yeah. the last episode that we did. And um, Alan Arkin. Oh, yeah. Who had, nice. I think just recently passed away. He did. Oh. Yeah. Rest he in peace. Did. Serpentine shell. <laughs> <laughs> So, I know when I brought this movie up in our guessing game, everybody loved it. So, what are your, like, most memorable memories about this movie? Well, I mean, just Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor together is always, like, such a great combo. Like, they complement each other so much. Gene Wilder is, like, a little more reserved, but has had those, like, crazy moments where he just bursts out of character. And just, like in a way, almost like overshadows Richard Pryor. And then Richard Pryor's just always like cool and sassy. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, love. you're him. not expecting Gene Wilder to do that. That's why it kind of like comes to the forefront when, in whatever scene that he's in. Mm-hmm. What about you?
0: Um, I was just here for the comedy, honestly. Like, this I'm just the, happy to be here. I'm just <laughs> happy to be here. No, I like this room. Remo- <laughs> I like this movie, but I'm, Remember, like certain scenes just being really boring to me as like mm-hmm. a kid. Like, oh, yeah. oh god, this makeout scene is eight hours long and very it's inappropriate. Very inappropriate. And I'm like, wait a second, we're we're just watching this movie, like popping it in, just like yeah. And you're like, this is very inappropriate what you guys are talking about, <laughs> and all the wor- the cussing and stuff like that. It's just there's just stuff I didn't understand. But watching it again this time, I was like. Okay, I'm really excited to watch this, pick up on certain things. I didn't realize how Gene Wilder's character gets thrown into like all of this. Like none of this is his fault at oh, all. Yeah. He's just trying to help people. And yeah. It's just like no one's listening and he's like I don't know what else I can do. I'm over this. <laughs> yeah.
1: And by the end he's like I'm fucking James Bond now. I Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. There's some scenes I think at one point when the cops finally like get him, yeah. they, like hand him back his gun. I was like, wait, you just handed a gun to a citizen. Yeah, I like, <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I don't think you can do they're that. They're going
1: after the bad guys. They give him the gun that isn't registered to him. And then they like toss him a box of shells. His they're like, bullets. we need every man we need. His Jeez.
0: <laughs> so I was excited to rewatch this movie just because I haven't seen it in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Okay, yeah, that's good. I'm yeah. glad
1: you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. Okay, that's it. that'll be a show. See you guys next weekend. For <laughs> our, no. um, but the synopsis for this quick rundown is I took this right from IMDB. It kind of covers all the bases. And I did not have the brain power to write it because as I told you earlier, I thought I took notes on this. And I had not. And I tried using, <laughs> you know, because everybody's using AI nowadays. I tried oh using God. chat GPT to oh uh, put God. this in. And I asked for a, a rundown or a synopsis of the 1976 (laughs) Silver Streak, and it had a lot of characters being killed off and secret rooms under a train and (laughs) other characters helping other characters that never came across each other in the movie and, like, other things blowing up, so I did not use that. That's amazing. But a uh, somewhat daffy book editor on a rail trip from Los Angeles to Chicago thinks that he sees a murdered man thrown from the train. When he can find no one to believe him, he starts doing his own investigation. But on the way, all he accomplishes is to get the killers after him. Which is kind of true. Yeah, I guess that's good enough. Yep. <laughs> but along the way, he befriends, a, he befriends a thief and he runs into an ignorant sheriff. And Oh my god, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. It's
0: so flipping good.
1: So what you were talking about... Isabel, your memory of this being really boring. <laughs> I agree with at the beginning because the mm-hmm. whole lead up scene, it's all about him getting on the train and like who he meets and kind of like setting the tone. So Gene Wilder's character is named George Caldwell and he's a book editor that boards the Silver Streak, which is a luxury train. And on the way, he meets a couple of quirky people. He meets Hillary Burns and in his room, they have conjoining rooms. So he kind of busts through the door. So you instantly get a scene of her and her underwear yeah. and bra. And that was apparent fact that they were like, Oh my gosh, within the first scandalous. two minutes you see a I think naked she's woman. she's in a
0: slip. It's like, you don't really see anything. Yeah. It's like under this modest underwear is more underwear. So it's, it's like, like oh it's like she's God. wearing granny <laughs> panties. My God. They're like down <laughs> to her knees. <laughs> They're like scandalous. scandalous. And this
1: woman is not, Heather Locklear, as no. like I have thought my entire <laughs> You're life. You're like,
0: I'm pretty sure this is Heather Locklear. And I was like, what? No, it's not. It's- <laughs> oh, my God. Jeez. I love that.
1: But as the train pulls out of the station, he meets a couple other people, Bob Sweet and Hilly, the woman in the room next to him, and George start to hit it off. Mm-hmm. And what he thinks he sees that first night is the is a man shot through the head and thrown from the train.
0: No, <laughs> just, I mean they're about to like engage in whatever sexual activity, but it's just like a man, a
1: little bit of light gardening.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just like in the mindset like, yeah, this is gonna be fun, babe. And you're like, ah, <laughs> like a fucking dead man is right outside uh-huh. your window. That would be traumatizing. Yeah, oh my God. also I just don't enjoy how hilly. Like basically, is like, whoa, yeah, calm down. Let's talk about this later. Let's get it on. Yeah, she's like,
1: like, I'm really ready right now. You're kind of killing my mood.
0: You're killing my buzz. We've kind
1: of pecked each other's cheeks for like 45 minutes. Let's (laughs) Let's, uh, let's let's do this. Oh, they were doing much more than that because George gets uh, some pointers from Bob Sweet, which is this... He's hilarious. this pill salesman, okay? This yeah. vitamin salesman, played by <laughs> Ned Beatty. And he's like, look, on these long train rides, all you gotta do is find yourself what is he calling it, a chicky? He's like, yeah. find yourself a chicky and just nestle up and you know it's boomtown all the way to wherever
0: you're going. And <laughs> it's the flow of the train. The- <laughs> you're like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? And the entire time George is like all right, man, I'm just trying to like hang out with myself and like read some books. Like leave me alone. Yeah. Because
1: George is a book editor and Mm -hmm. this comes up when he's talking to Hilly. She's like, do you ever edit any sex manuals? She is really on him super quick, like from the get go. Right. Because she's like, holy shit, that's Willy Wonka.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Got my candy right there. Got a
1: sweet tooth. (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> but in that in that scene, that very awkward long scene where they are making out in their conjoined rooms. Yeah. All I could picture was Willy Wonka getting it on. I'm dead right now. And it's like it's almost so sl- fucking it's dead. All the slow and like you hear that loud lip smacking. Yeah. And then like you see her head like kissing down him and then it disappears and I'm like, oh my god, freaking Willy Wonka and then you see a dead body. Yeah. She was about to get that Schnauzberry. <laughs> <laughs> that is what that's supposed to be I
0: mean they have like five bottles of champagne (laughs) at this point
1: schnozberries (laughs) (laughs) no schnoz this has nothing to do yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah that's what schnozberries are supposed to be like it's a joke that schnozberries are dicks (laughs) 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 so where did you read this is that why Grandpa Joe's like going in on him? Like on that wallpaper? It's <laughs> He's like... Jeez. No, it's it's Grandpa a joke by the worst. writers. He's been in bed for in 20 map. years. He's got that
0: tongue action. He's like... oh can... I did see a joke about that on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dang, hey, Grandpa Joe, okay. <laughs> mm. It's like, ew. <laughs>
1: so we will talk about this later, we'll Taylor, whatever fan fiction you're reading, but... Let's not get derailed. Uh, train, joke. <laughs> train joke. Train joke.
0: It just comes okay. through. Just <laughs>
1: so back to Unbreakable.
0: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> just every train movie. 310 to Yuma. <laughs> Which is a
1: great movie.
0: I've never seen it. It's actually pretty it's, good.
1: It's a good Western. Okay. Is there a train robbery in it? Yes. No. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure. A hilarious. heist?
1: That's not... I don't remember. I saw a Woodenverse <laughs> <of the> <laughs> making right? shit up. You always fucking do that. Yeah, that's and what it is. Are you it? sure? I don't know. I don't remember.
0: Whatever. <laughs> Where the am I? <laughs> anyway, Silver Streak, 1970s. Dead guy. Dead guy.
1: Dead guy. Dead guy. So the next morning, after Hilly's just like, no, no, you didn't see that. They get it on. He wakes up, and George knows what he saw, and he goes to check on the professor, which Hilly actually works for. And the whole premise to this story is they are on their way to Chicago because he is going to give a lecture, and he has these special letters from Rembrandt, the artist, Mm -hmm. and they are going to essentially blow the lid off of this other art curator, played by Patrick McGowan. Devereaux mm-hmm. and prove that like all these pictures he has are fake. Yeah. So he goes down to confront the professor and ends up getting thrown off the train by this very large guy <laughs> called Reese.
0: No, 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 no.
1: I'm reporting you. I just <laughs> always love when he puts his hand on his chest. It's, it's like the, I don't know the size of a basketball. Yeah. Just lay <laughs> a blanket over your chest. That's the size of this guy's hand. Like holding He's just like that. He's just like easy buster. I'm going to report you. <laughs> just like, I'm going to throw you off this fucking yeah, train. You're done. You're done though. I just love when he tries to grab it.
0: Like he tries Every to grab time. the train that's mm-hmm. going like Every time.
1: 60 miles an hour. Fucking yeah. tear your arm off.
0: He does it you're multiple times. Like no one's going to grab that train. I know. And, but I just remember that being specifically something dad would point out. Like look at him. Look at him run. Look at him <laughs> trying to <laughs> get Run towards that goddamn <laughs> train. to <laughs> Gonna hurt himself. Well, it's and like he's
1: trying to grab it, but he's also like five feet away from it. Yeah, and he's so like, <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he's about to do, and mm-hmm. he just doesn't want to do I
0: it. I wouldn't even put my arm anywhere near a train going yeah. that fast. I'm like, no, no I've, seen <laughs> I've seen fail army, <laughs> I've seen fail army, just right. blibs. I've seen faces of death. Back then, <laughs> that's gonna happen. And every time he's off the train throughout this movie, he's like, Son <laughs> He's like in the middle of nowhere Yeah. <laughs> every time.
1: Every time. But he is kind of in the middle of nowhere the first time he falls off. Mm. or Actually, he gets thrown off the trade this time. And he wanders along the tracks and comes across Rita, who is this nice woman out in the middle of I don't know where in the U.S. now. Maybe somewhere around Nevada. Yeah. Okay. Um, but she is going to fly him to the next town ahead of the Silver Streak so he can get back on the train And then he sees Hilly cozying up to Devereaux.
0: Mm -hmm. Scandal.
1: Scandal. Bum, bum, bum. But he confronts her in her room, still trying to convince her of the professor's death, only to have Devereaux drop by and totally cop to having one of his henchmen, Reese, throw him off the train. (laughs) He's like, yeah, sorry my guy did that. He's a little empty upstairs. Um, (laughs) But then he meets the professor also. Mm -hmm. Or who you think is the professor. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Indeed.
1: But in this scene, like in this whole happening here, one of my favorite parts is when he does come across Rita. She's milking a cow. Oh, my God. And this right here, I can just imagine dad like, fresh milk and here it comes. Because he's, I wouldn't say that he's like very buttoned up, but he's kind of getting out of a marriage, or he just got a divorce, and he just wants to, live his life, do what he's doing, but he's thrown into all these different scenarios where he has to go completely outside of his shell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, sure. I will fly you there, but you have to milk this cow. <laughs> and there's this scene of him, like kneeling down next to this cow, like just tweedling these teats. <laughs> Cause he doesn't know what to do. And he's like, okay, here it goes. He's like warming his hands and like wiggling her udders and stuff. <laughs> What is this <laughs> This poor cow's just like, oh my God, like, please stop. I've got a burst. Stop. Don't, don't touch this. me. <laughs> so freaking ridiculous. <laughs> but she ends up flying him back to this next town and they see the silver streak on the way. They buzz some sheep and he gets back on the train. Mm-hmm. And throughout this movie, I made a note that I see so many people just running and jumping on the train. Like is, I've never taken a train across country, but there's no ticket. Like looked at when this happens. Maybe there's always a bunch of late. there's always a bunch of people like standing in that doorway, mm. ready to like pull somebody onto the train.
0: Maybe if they're running late and they can keep up with the train, like I'll get you on the train. And then they
1: check their ticket, and if they don't have one, they just toss them back
0: off the train. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, okay. I have no idea. There's no cameras.
1: I don't get <laughs> who those people were supposed to be with, like the red, white, and blue hats. I think they were going to Chicago for like a um, like a political rally. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so there's a group of like uh, drunk guys on the train and Scatman Crothers plays, not the train conductor, but kind of like the, what would you call him? Um, he's not a bellman. He's just like a porter. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could say So that. he's a porter and at the very beginning he complains about the hippies and he's like, <laughs> oh, we got the hippies on the train and now we got their dads talking about these political <laughs> yeah. guys.
0: And we got their <laughs> so
1: there's this constant group of people that are getting drunk in like the baggage car or something. Mm-hmm. And you see them kind of interact with the other characters on and off throughout the movie. Yeah. But when George makes it back onto the train, he kind of slowly sneaks up to try to find Hilly yes. and comes across, uh, Bob sweet again, Yeah, who he was supposed to have breakfast with. And he sits down and, Sweet kind of gives him the rundown of who Devereaux is. He's this great art collector and blah 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 everybody knows him. No wonder she's sitting with him. He's a catch and she's a hot <laughs> piece of ass which when he said that he was like what were you doing back there? Were you getting some ass? Like that's just weird coming out of Otis's mouth it's Like because I always weird. see him as Otis.
0: <laughs> I mean like I don't yeah it's just weird to have George who's a little bit more reserved and sweet to everyone mm-hmm. else around him. Is just like Saying stuff like that. Yes. And you're like, oh, that's a weird transition. Like, also, George is already like confused because all this stuff is happening. He's been thrown off the train <laughs> and he comes back and he, he has a friend who talks like that. It's like, okay, cool. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. And Sweet I'm is worried a, about
1: this one thing. And Sweet is a very close talker. He mm-hmm. is. Like, he seems like the kind of guy that would pull a chair up and like straddle
0: your leg and talk <laughs> to you. <laughs> like, so. <laughs> oh, man, back there. How was it? Yeah. I kind of have to do that since I'm a technician at my job. So straddle people's not legs, tr- <laughs> <laughs> just sit on their legs. lap. <laughs> can you move your hands, please? So but I can I'm sit like down. one of those technicians that like I have a rolly stool, so I roll everywhere. <laughs> then I go from the computer, I'll tap, 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 <laughs> typing some stuff. Put your uh, put your uh, optical stuff in. Boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Hold this up to your eye. Do this acuity chart, and I'm just like on the stool, spinning around the room. But it's like I have to like <laughs> I <just> picture like. <laughs> it's like, ma'am, can, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> can you do my? Can you do my? But I mean, I have to like be really close to people sometimes, yeah. and it sucks when I'm in like the smallest like patient room. And both of us are tall Like me and the patient are tall Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm just knocking knees Sorry (laughs) It's just (laughs) odd (laughs) Mm.
1: Devereaux ends up spinning a fake narrative Yes yeah, He's very very slick Yeah he is very slick and I just love when he's just like Oh Reese felt bad so we tried to stop the train So he could get off and tell you he was sorry
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like a a parent with a child (laughs) Yeah
1: but he brings in uh, the professor who George apparently saw yep. you know, dangling dead outside the window. And everyone is just playing along to this narrative, including Hilly. But as soon as George leaves and it's just like, wow, I've been a fool this time. Hilly gets the shit smacked out of her <sighs> so real heart. So there is something up and she's playing along with it too. Yeah. yeah. And after that night of passionate gardening that they had uh george feels a little hurt and he's like look i'll get somebody to fix this door between our uh, rooms so i won't come in here anymore fuck you <laughs> <laughs> and that night uh in the dining car he is getting plastered i didn't count how many like single shot bottles were on that table yeah he's about lot. 20 okay <laughs> he's, he's filling up a water bottle worth <laughs> But this is where the story actually like, I don't know, gets going a little more because Bob Sweet walks up and, you know, he's just making small talk and he lets him know that, look, I'm not a vitamin salesman. I'm actually an FBI agent. We've been after Devereux for years and lets him know that he caused a plane crash in Cologne, Germany to cover up like some uh, art heist that he was – it's, he's yeah, a shifty art dealer. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty
0: bad too. Mm-hmm. What he kill a hundred people or yeah. something like that? Yep. And you're like, Jesus man.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sweet lets him know that they are looking for these Rembrandt letters and George saw them the night before. And he was like, I know where they are. So they go and look for the Rembrandt letters and unfortunately sweet gets killed. Yeah, Train goes through a tunnel. Pow, pow. You hear a gunshot. Sweet's dead. Mm-hmm. Not before giving him. The Rembrandt letters telling him to hide them. But then George is chased by the goons and he kills Reese with a spear gun on top of the train. That's pretty dope. There's so many times where people it's like It's so ridiculous. It is. <laughs> so he finds a spear gun and he hides out on the side of the train in those slick leather boots that he can barely climb the side with. Jeez, that'll be terrifying. Yeah, shoots him and then Reese is no more. Mm-hmm. Mr. Larson is gone. Um, I just love the guy who the bellman, uh, Scatman Crothers, who like sees him. <laughs> He's like, oh shit,
0: shoot, that man's dead. <laughs> I didn't kill him. And for some reason,
1: for some reason, George is like slowly lifting the gun towards. It's <laughs> like, holy moly, <laughs> you shot him. Oh, and before this, so he gets all these labels put on him, George. Mm-hmm. Before this, at the beginning, he accidentally. Falls back into this woman's room who instantly calls him a rapist. And he's like, No, 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 sorry. But then later on in the movie, you can see that like Scatman and her are together Mm -hmm. and they're like, Oh my God, it's the rapist. It's the killer. And he like has to (laughs) run away. He's like, No. (laughs) But here, after he shoots Reese, he hits. Some type of a pole and swings over to the side and oh falls God. off the train again. Tries to grab it and then misses. It's so and fucking yells, funny. Son of a bitch.
0: The way that happens too, because it's like he <laughs> just killed someone who is bad. Mm-hmm. And then he just gets hit in the chest with that pole. Like, I'd be so fucking His hissed. face,
1: though, <laughs> like before it transitions to the stuntman, like, yeah, riding the pole or whatever, it's like his face is like boo, like a cartoon <laughs> character. <laughs> And lucky for him, because could you imagine if that pole was, it didn't swing around, Mm. and you just caught that in the chest, and it didn't move? Yeah, you'd just be dead. Really? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Probably (laughs) Probably dead. But he falls off the train, and he's walking along the tracks again, and he makes his way to a small town where he meets a sheriff. Sheriff (laughs) Chomsey. Is that his name in the movie? And he calls him a, <laughs> you stupid, ignorant is son of like, a bitch, dumb bastard. <laughs> he like
0: builds, like most of his comedy throughout this builds. He just yeah. gets louder and louder. Mm-hmm. And he ends up
1: fleeing that town with a thief, which is actually Richard Pryor mm-hmm. in the back of a police car. And they are trying to make it now to Kansas City because George's fear is that Hilly is going to be killed. They're going to find these letters. They're going to kill her. Devereux is going to come up with some other type of you know, scenario yeah. that makes himself look good. And Grover comes up with a plan to get them on the train. Mm-hmm. But through this, they have to steal a car. And this is the first happening of the N-word in here. Because mm-hmm. once... Grover comes in, Richard Pryor's character. This is where a lot of the race relations and the difference between black and white people come into play. Yeah. Because everybody in this movie has been white so far, except the porters. Mm-hmm. Yep. They steal this car, which is pure pussy, not a jerk off car,
0: <laughs>
1: and it gets into Kansas, Kansas City in the morning.
0: <laughs> He's like a pussy. A pussy. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like I think got I rewound that scene like five times. His eyes are so wide-eyed. <laughs> it's so.
1: Funny. George went to pick out this car for them to steal, and uh, Grover's like that car over there. That's jerk this is pure pussy. Oh. <laughs> He's it's like a, a pussy. <laughs>
0: it's like all right.
1: <laughs> it's just like a sports car. It is. It I did not look it up, but it is a pretty badass red sports car. I think it's um it's a Jaguar. Yeah, I'm it's a sure red it's Jag, a Jag, yeah. But when they get to Kansas City, they get tickets to get on the train, but there are <laughs> FBI agents all over the place because when he met the sheriff in the small town, he heard that, oh, there's a APB out on me. Like, I am the most wanted criminal in America, okay? I'm a yeah. killer. Ed Grover is like, look, I got a plan, pay this man, goes out to a shoe shine guys, gets um gets shoe polish, gets a hat, gets a radio, and <laughs> <laughs> what ensues is probably one of the best seeds in film history i oh, absolutely yeah. love it and when i watched the trailer for this leading up to me even watching it mm-hmm. caitlin was like what is that yeah and just with, like <laughs> with her growing up around grandpa mm-hmm. and it's it's a racial scene that now i'm sure somebody would want to c- cancel this movie or whatever but it is fucking hilarious but george is going to sneak by the fbi agents Essentially in brown face. So he puts the shoe yeah. polish all over his face and he's like, This isn't gonna work And he turns him towards the mirror, he's like, Look, Al Jolson made a million bucks this way And he's like okay this is working But they have to get past him being so white And he was like Put this hat on, okay, listen to the radio, you got jive to the music, he's like, Let me see it And like he starts stepping, Gene Wilder does, and it's so tight and he's like, Okay, feel the rhythm He's like, Oh man, why are you white? He's got such a tight ass <laughs> He's like, you gotta get with it. Oh, it's so fucking hilarious! And he goes out, mm. and George is like talking himself up. He's like in the beer. He's like, okay, man, get some jive into it. It's like such a white way of like, mm-hmm. you need to be more rhythmic. Come on, do it. Shake it, but don't, <laughs> don't break, break it.
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a macaroni. I feel
1: that. Yeah, he he ends up really getting into it. <laughs> yeah, and I,
0: like that, oh. the shoeshine guy comes into the bathroom because he's yeah. like, "What the fuck is that noise?" And he's like, "Oh, you must really be in trouble that you are literally covering up your race." <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, "But for heaven's sake, How keep, keep time. on beat!" <laughs> oh my god! But
1: when he. Freaking bus out of that bathroom, and like, beating- like <laughs> <laughs> walking up to Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor's is like, "Yeah, we're gonna I gonna can't to believe I am in involved with this." <laughs> um,
0: yeah, like he said, "I was
1: gonna get you on the train." I didn't say I was gonna make you black.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pass for black. I know that it's definitely like a weird, like it's a weird scene now. Like, I mean, it's entertaining, but it's also like. Uh, is this okay now. It's like yes, I think it's funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just kind of like Blazing Saddles. Like mm-hmm. even as a kid watching that movie, I'm just like okay. Like
1: which Gene Wilder is also which, in. yeah <laughs> yes,
0: which I was like I love him in that movie. But just Guys, like certain funny. scenes, like mm-hmm. when they're dressed up like the KKK. Yes, and it's like uh, it's just like it's weird now. But I'm like it's still fucking funny. It and is. it's like it what's that weird balance of like understanding and being mm-hmm. like Ah even in um, one of the previous movies you did, Taylor, the um The Great Race. Yeah. And when they were like, Oh, there's savages behind us and they're yeah. like dressed up as Indians and it's like, All right <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, All right. This is still acceptable. I mm-hmm. know. But still funny scenes. And the scene in Silver Streak, I think. For me, it's like I remember laughing at this as a child mm-hmm. and being like, This is funny. And it's like our father also is laughing at this yeah. scene. So And I think
1: in today's uh just say culture, mm-hmm. you could not get this movie made word for word today. Oh, 100%. There's there's no way. Like even I look back at Like even like the Chappelle show or something. Very racial (laughs) show. But like (laughs) nowadays, you don't see that stuff on Comedy Central. No, Like you can't get this made. So back then it was a little more acceptable because you were making light at how idiotic and stupid difference in races and like these stereotypes were. Mm -hmm. And that is why I think. Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor did so well in this movie and then like four other movies they They're were in together. They a lot of movies together. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Loved it. It's suddenly just it so fun. It works. Yeah. When yeah. he goes out there and It's his... the most
1: acceptable blackface ever. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> it's so many words. It's so many words.
0: And just he when he breaks out and is just, just He's I mean, bopping I around. It's really yes, like he was singing the song that was on the radio. No, no, he's just like, <laughs> no. bop, 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 bop. he's got the beanie on, <laughs> Jesus, man.
1: and he like gives a fight. He's like, shit, man. He's <laughs> like, oh my god. But they get past the FBI agents and they make their way back onto the train and cook up a plan to see Devereaux. During the meeting, Devereaux essentially, like every bad guy, lays out the entire plan. Uh, and plans to pin the professor's death on George and Hilly. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, oh, she got into a fight with her new lover after killing the professor, and then they kill each other <laughs> in a fit of rage. <laughs> very right. dramatic. Yeah, very, very dramatic. dramatic. Once they're on the train, Grover comes up with a plan to get a porter uniform, and mm-hmm. George is wiping Al Jolson off of his face now, and he gets caught by... Whiny, which is one of Devereaux's henchmen, and he's Mm. like, "Hey, Devereaux wants to see you," and kind of lays out this plan. So he's there. He doesn't know where Grover is, and Grover ends up coming in as a porter with coffee and everything. Yeah, and Devereaux has such like a condescending tone to his voice. He's like, well, the Silver Streak is very low class, but please try the marmalade. The
0: cuisine is quite good. (laughs) Toasted marmalade. Thanks, man, Uh, you might kill me soon. Like, fucking, what a treat. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) What a goddamn treat.
1: So George realizes that Grover's in the room, and he's like, he ain't bullshitting about the cuisine. (laughs) (laughs) So this is also one of the scenes that dad would quote all the time and it's super funny because Devereaux is trying to get the porter which he doesn't know is Grover out of the room and he is like do you, sh- you want more coffee I'll get you whatever you want like he doing that, that whole like on. kind of soft shoe mm-hmm. type of mentality towards mm-hmm. him and you see his hand reach towards his cup and like he spills <laughs> some <laughs> coffee on him It's <laughs> <laughs> like sure you don't want me more tea oh, 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 oh. <laughs> sorry about that oh spilled all over you and the whole time, uh, George is just laughing. He's sitting back in his chair. He's, eat, he's eating like a cracker or something. He he knows what's happening. He's just like, "What the hell is going yeah. on? Yeah, who the <laughs> hell is this guy?" And this is where uh, Devereaux calls him the N word. Yeah, and he and he winds up for it. Yeah, too. he was like, "You ignorant and like, yeah." Really emphasizes it. He really.
0: But it's also funny because Richard Pryor's like, who you calling this? And it's like, I'm going to shoot you in the ass, just you in- asshole. <laughs> just
1: just like, immediately pulls out a gun. Yeah,
0: instantly pissed after that. Who you calling? I don't want to say that. It's like, you don't know me. You don't know man. my name. Smack the white off
1: you. Smack the white off your ass. <laughs> <laughs> the taste out of his mouth and the white off of yes. his ass. That's a hard smack.
0: Yes. <laughs> he just goes zero well, to 60. It was well, amazing. I think
1: what else is funny is the first porter that comes in to like deliver the food is a different black guy. Yeah. Devereaux still calls Richard Pryor the same name. Like he doesn't even realize it's like two different two people. Two different, yep. Yeah, so it's like it just adds to like his like, ignorance. Mm, <laughs> yep. Like they all look the same. <laughs> yeah, you're like cool, man. <laughs> and when Grover sits down next to him he's like, oh, is this Mr. Big? And he has the gun train on. He's like, you ain't saying shit now, are you, Mr. Big? <laughs>
0: So good.
1: So they get Devereaux up, and they are going to go to the luggage compartment, and there's a shootout, because they're looking for these Rembrandt letters, and (laughs) Whiny comes in. He's just kind of like that that sleazy henchman that he he will be the first person to run away from a battle, but he will also be the first person to shoot. You Mm. know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Very confusing. Yeah.
1: And during this battle, they end up having to... Jump off of the train, leaving Hilly behind again. Mm -hmm. So they splash down into a river and are instantly picked up by the FBI. George says, son of a bitch again. Son of a bitch! As he's falling. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm not leaving this train again. Three times. Oh, man. But George essentially lays everything out for the FBI. And he's like, look, you idiot. We've been trying to pick you up since Kansas City. Like those people are there, we know what's going on. We know that you didn't kill Bob. Like we're just trying to like protect you. Yeah, we put out the APB on you yeah. to be able to pick you up. And it's like Why would you tell think authorities? That's, Yeah, I don't think that's how it works.
0: Maybe like, to protect him.
1: Well, no, but also it's not like they could ping his phone and like send him a text message like, look, this is the FBI. We know that you're cool. Just come on in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that's true. Hashtag
0: save George. (laughs) 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 But
1: at this point, Devereaux and his men are going to get off before Chicago. Mm -hmm. They're going to get off the train and like escape. So they burn the Rembrandt letters at this point and there's no proof that the paintings that he has are fake. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And the FBI stopped the train early. They evacuate all the passengers, and there is a huge gun battle. Mm-hmm. So this entire gun battle was done real quick in the right-of-way of the train yard. Yeah. Because they couldn't shoot it actually like in certain parts of the... I think they were in Calgary at the time, but they had to stay in this like one little right away, which was like fifty feet on either side of the track. Oh my god! To shoot this scene,
0: like good luck. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But there's like, I don't know, like twenty or thirty federal agents versus three people. There's only three people on the
0: train. It's like, Jesus
1: Christ. (laughs) But they also have the high ground and they have automatic weapons and they're in a steel train that Mm, they're like shooting through portals that are like this big, (laughs) (laughs) but there's one conductor left. Unfortunately, he ends up dying later on and Devereaux jams the accelerator on the train. Grover, Hilly, and George make it back onto the train. Because they are going to try to help in some way. I don't know how. (laughs) You know? I don't know. But Devereaux ends up getting shot. Yes. And meets his end by his head hitting the front of another train. Yeah. Oncoming train. I do love that the footage they use of his like last sight of Mm -hmm. a train coming at him is from like a stationary position. What do you mean? Like, when he's looking at the train and it goes to the train, like, coming at him, yeah. where the camera is is not moving. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, looking. It's, like, footage of a train <laughs> just coming <laughs> at a camera. <laughs> 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 like, if you just sent somebody over nowadays with, like, a GoPro, it's, like, go stand to the, next to that train, and it's, like, coming in. <laughs> like, got, like, got the shot. <laughs> so... Since he jammed the accelerator, they are trying to slow down the train. Scatman Crothers, the porter, is still on the train. <laughs> Holy moly, the killer. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he said that. <laughs> and Whiny, before he was killed, went around and cut all the emergency brakes. Oh, my bastard. And he's like, god damn hippies. Because for some reason, the hippies are the reason for everything bad They're going like on, the on this train. Goat
0: yeah. in the street. they the scapegoat in that time period. Scapegoat. What did I say? You says said scapegoat. Just take it so out. So just say, Escapade. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they are on their way at full speed into Chicago, and they can't stop the train. So George has to try to uncouple the cars from the engine, mm-hmm. and he does so with some like really like stretching moves, like the way that he's like. He had the same like utter fingers trying to <laughs> hold on to the train as he did trying to milk that cow, but they uncouple the cars and then this, the music like builds up. Bum, 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 bum. So have you two ever seen the movie uh, best in show? Yes. No. Okay. Do you know who Fred Willard is? Yes. He is the, I guess, train czar or whatever no. in Chicago. And he looks like a baby. He's a baby he in that one. He does, but he's running around. He has to get his boss to actually try to like shut this train down, and it never happens. They have to evacuate the entire station. Mm-hmm. So, the train slow motion-wise barrels through this <laughs> train station in Chicago. Yeah. And it takes out all those kiosks and all the sunglass huts and, and all the shops. All the shops, all the Pack suns and everything. And <laughs> <The> pack- <laughs> 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 and it comes to rest like right there in the lobby. Mm-hmm. And George and his friends go and see everything that just happened because, you know, all the bad guys are dead. They finally made it to Chicago, and Grover drives away in a car. He hotwired another car
0: and <laughs> drives away.
1: And Hilly tells George that she wants to do some more gardening in the park.
0: What a weirdo. <laughs> i am literally, like, my life flashed before my eyes just mm-hmm. now. Yeah.
1: I mean, she is really. Like,
0: she, like you almost died. She
1: almost died. Well, she was on him quick as shit at the beginning mm-hmm. when that's he true. made it back onto the train after he got knocked out. She's like, I was just so scared they were going to kill you and I never see. Mm. Mm. Starts kissing him again. Mm. And then she's like, let's just go find a park and you can teach me more about gardening. And he's like, oh! mm-hmm. and then it just ends. Yeah. Yep, And that's it. All that's of it. silver streak. That's it. <laughs> It is a hilarious movie. It's pretty yeah. fun. it's quite entertaining and I guess you could say it's a fast paced thriller. Yeah. Yeah. There's some slow parts. Like everything between George and Hilly is ugh. just like ugh. Like, come on. They keep playing that with. song. Ding and for some reason ding ding. on the radio, it's like the same song whenever he turns the radio on. Well, it's actually her tape player. It's a tape. I thought it was a radio. Oh, mm. yeah. Okay.
0: I was like, how'd you turn on that radio? It's the got same that one song, song on That's on loop. something
1: that I discovered this last time watching it. Oh, Okay. I'm awesome. like, Love oh, it. it's not a radio. Because <laughs> every time up to that point, I'm like, oh, that's really convenient. Yeah.
0: The one thing, like, I think is a little underrated, I know was a little boring to me and slow, but I appreciated the scenes where it's like when he first met Rita and she, f- she's flying, they're just flying over all this land for like two hours. So yeah. he's got like a really cool view of like what this land looks like on his way to the silver streak. So he's mm-hmm. just ta- he's enjoying his time. And then the car ride front with Grover mm-hmm. to when they get back on the train the second time, like, they're just taking a drive. He's got a cigarette in his mouth, and he's just chilling. Just listening to music. Cool, Gene Wilder. Cool, James <laughs> Gene Wilder. So, it's just James like... James <laughs> Gene Wilder? Ja- no, I messed it up. I said it right the first time. You said
1: James Gene Wilder. I yeah. said
0: jam. <laughs> <laughs> <Did> I- <laughs> Either way, I don't remember wrong. what I said. I don't remember what I said. Maybe
1: Hilly called him Jam Wilder. I don't know. I don't
0: know. <laughs> ah, gross. But... I liked those scenes where you get a little taste of the countryside. You've just, <laughs> <laughs> you just been jammed. Jeremy jammed. <laughs> Forgot about Jeremy jam. Oh my God. Yeah. But so. boo,
1: were. Mr. Devereux. Boo. Ding <laughs> bomb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Prom member. <laughs> but so, I like those shorter scenes.
1: I know. And I do like movies, suspense movies that take place on a train because you are in so close close proximity with whoever's trying to get you.
0: How many movies are you watching where it's train-oriented?
1: Uh, Mission murder? Impossible. Mission Impossible, <laughs> Murder on the Orient Express. There's one called like Ice Piercer, which was a really bad one. Snow, Snow, Snow Piercer. Snow Piercer. Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad.
0: What? It's, you Snow? thought it was bad? Snow I Piercer think, is not bad. I think you're the first person that's ever said Snow Piercer was bad. Huh. So, I'm yes. very curious. I'm very curious Well, he's curious going to, to the lie. back
1: of the train. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Whatever. Go to the back of the train. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Damn.
1: Did not mean it like that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Most people don't. Go to the timeout car of the back of the train. I don't fucking know. <laughs> good cover, Taylor. Good cover. We'll talk Jeez, later. Always. Jeez. But this movie, I think, when it came out, was not offensive. Now, I'm sure a lot of people would get offended by a lot of shit in this movie. Yeah. For mm-hmm. not a good reason but anyways uh, I love it I will definitely watch this again and it makes me laugh every fucking time I see yeah. it. yeah just think about the context of when this movie was made yeah. yeah I
0: think that's a big thing
1: the only thing that I did find offensive was when Bob Sweet told uh, a man that he had a product that was good for the old pecker
0: <laughs>
1: there's something about somebody saying that that I'm like pecker? that sounds gross yeah when he was like <laughs> trying to give him pills at the beginning he was oh, like take yeah. some of these they're good for the old pecker <laughs>
0: Yeah, it just sounds weird. Ugh. Cool. And that's the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so now everyone's got nose on their minds. Don't know why I did figure guns. <laughs> pew pew pew
1: <laughs> Handpeckers. Peck, <laughs> uh shut up. Hey guys, we love that you're listening to us here at Mixed Movie Reviews, but we also like listening to other podcasts. I want to introduce you to Band Camp, the band book podcast hosted by Dan and Jennifer. I remember reading some books when I was in school that could have had some questionable parts in it. But give them a listen, see if they come across a book that you remember, and check them out on Bandcamp, the band book podcast.
0: Hi, I'm Dan.
1: And I'm Jen. And we're the hosts of Bandcamp, a comedy podcast where we read banned books and try to figure out why they were banned in the first place.
0: This season, we're reading Fahrenheit 451, one chapter at a time, out loud, so you don't have to. If you enjoy funny, smart talk, or kind of smart talk anyway, about banned books and the stupid reason some people want to ban them, as well as listening to us read a classic book, search for Bandcamp on your favorite podcast player, and that's banned with two ends.
1: So thank you for listening, and again, if you are wrapped in your hoodie that you purchased from Redbubble <laughs> with your favorite artwork on it, and you're listening on Google or Apple Podcast or Spotify, please leave us a review, and you can also see our crazy antics on TikTok and Instagram at MixMovieReview.com, mm. okay? And as always, I want to give Damien Carter a wonderful Chicago shout-out for letting us use his song, Just Hanging Out. Indeed. No, that's fine. So we'd like to do this in order. Uh, I had my time in the spotlight, and we have Isabel up next. So we will see you guys in the next episode, which is... Just hanging out, hanging out. Hanging out with the family. Having ourselves a- we are recording on a uh, street corner in downtown Columbus right now. So you might hear some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>